to introduce Mr. David Stone to Hello, continue our um, discussion this time on, uh, well, actually, it's from yourself, of course, uh, the law of attraction. Now, um, I presume you're going to summarise from the last one, just to remind me, because I've got my head like a sieve and I can never remember. Mm -hmm. um, if you uh, give us a summary and then we can, uh, you know, let, let's get into this. I'm ready for it. Brilliant. Hi, Steve. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for inviting me on again. So we've got part two of um, debunking the, the law of attraction. I think what I've noticed is that there's a lot of good stuff that's out there with the law of attraction. I don't want to negate that. But what I want to do is get people thinking about some of the deeper things that get missed and why there's so much confusion. So if you think about celebrities, the rich, the famous, and how often tragedy um, accompanies them, having things is not necessarily the answer. More often than not, getting what you want magnifies the, um, the areas of your life where you're not feeling imbalanced, where life isn't imbalanced. So perhaps happiness and a sense of attainment and peace is not necessarily to do with possessions or acquiring things, but it's more about feeling this wealth and the connection inside and your source inside. Now, I think that's what the law of attraction ultimately tries to teach, but it's how we go about that. So <clears throat> you mentioned last week, just to recap, how beautiful it is. And it was just a very subtle comment you made when a mother holding a baby is really that state of what it is like to be in the vortex of creation. So what would that feel like? That's, that's the state we, we're encouraged to get into in order to get into our attraction state. So that, let's keep that in mind. And then <clears throat> what I see about the law of attraction is it's a half truth. That part, yep, we all understand. It's like combining a truth with a set of NLP highly highly um, skilled sales strategies. So there's a whole industry that surrounds the law of attraction. And it's about like people showing themselves being abundant. They're sat in their private jet, they're sat on their Rolls Royce, which they've hired to make them look abundant. So they can sell a, a package. So it's saying, pay me this amount of money and I'll show you how to be abundant, how to figure out the law of attraction. And, that, and that's why the world's in a mess. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, because it elicits the desire mm. and a sense of lack consciousness, there's a lot of shame. So it's the same shaming as the advertising industry, making women feel ugly and fat, putting all these beautiful, well, these, these skinny you know, models, and just shaming, and it's the similar frequency, a low vibration freaks that they've combined with such a beautiful truth about the law of attraction which makes it makes me really sad actually so it requires a different way of thinking and I've been doing some research into quantum thinking cellular thinking the brain um, biology and developmental stuff and um, I've been looking at this teacher called Gabor Mate G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E and he talks a lot about how and also Richard Rudd from the Gene Keys, a beautiful system, uh, and the Pearl. And basically, Richard says the cells have an intelligence in them that's not in the atoms. It's in the membrane. And that's really what the law of attraction has brought out, that we're all intimately connected through our edges. And it's knowing those edges, like defining them, that helps us to individuate and then healthily draw things in from a place of knowing ourselves, 
not from a place of being like desperate to draw something in so that we can feel something about ourselves and identify ourselves by. So intelligence happens at the interface with life and that's where exchange happens, that's where attraction happens. So it might sound a bit biological or simplistic, but it outlines that we're not all in isolation. We're all intrinsically connected and cells work in a harmony. They work in unison within a body. And we are human beings are like cells within a body, organ, organisms within a body. We work as a symphony. And that's the basis of the law of attraction. But we've been conditioned to have a very nuclear and Cartesian way of being that separates us all out. So when it came, it was a phenomenon, the law of attraction and the secret. Um, because we live in an age of separation, of individuality, and a very narcissistic, separate sort of lifestyle that we're all conditioned to, this rote learning at school where we don't learn connected learning, organic learning, embodied learning, experiential learning. We learn, we learn by rote, we learn by repetition, we learn really in this very nuclear mind-based. And that's, that's where this mind-based way of being is what really undermines the law of attraction because most people are born into stress and they're born into traumatic early environments or it comes through in the engendering from the ancestors and their parents. So this stress makes people retreat and shrink back into the nucleus of the cell, away from the edges where they can connect with people, they can connect with others. And stress does that, it makes us shrink, become brittle, become controlling, become fearful. And that's why the law of attraction, oh, I can solve all that and you can get into your you know, your vibration zone and attract this. And then we paper over the deeper trauma, the deeper, you know, developmental issues. And that's where all this, you know, if you look at children and the rise in ADHD, it's, it's all the impaired brain functioning where they're desperately trying to embody and they're bound, their consciousness is bouncing around the room. Yeah, I just sort of picked up on something there with um, when we're going through trauma. I mean, this can be... Um, previous trauma from before born, um, previous lives, or DNA, everything mm. else, so it's that that carries through historically or whatever. Um, uh, in that, to me, we're in contract, you know, so mm. people sign contracts from one yeah. place to another, you're contracting, you're actually going within. So it's quite interesting how contracts try to say it's the meeting of minds of two people coming together, but it's quite the opposite. Yes, I think I know what you're saying there. And let me yeah. reflect back. Okay. It's that you might attract the things you want, but your deeper contracts will bring you all the sticky, icky stuff that goes around them. Yeah. It doesn't solve the fundamental contracts that you've inherited and the ways of being and the inherent intelligence you've inherited from your ancestors and from your parents. It's in your genes. Yeah. So is that, does that answer your yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think what people have to realise is uh, the responsibility for them is to break the patterns of that and be truly within themselves that's yeah. right to come back to their wholeness yeah. their essential sense that we have everything that we need inside yeah. that is the state and that's where we're currently going through an age of being denatured disconnected from nature that carries the vibration of wholeness of harmony of fullness of chaos of being fully present in the moment when you watch uh, most cats most dogs most most wild animals you're out in nature and it attunes you to the frequency of wholeness, the frequency of presence and the frequency of abundance. Nature is naturally abundant and that's what we are intrinsically, but we've been denatured. 
through these contracts, through these habits, through this conditioning. So it's like learning to drop our intelligence from our kind of sh sort of brain, locked down in our brain where we're out of tune with our wholeness, our embodiment, and down into our guts. How often have we ignored our gut feelings and then regretted it? Oh, yeah. So our guts is often where our intelligence brain is, where our brain that's connected to our entire body, our, our digestion, our sexuality, our heart. And we need to then learn to incorporate our brain, our logic, but not be led by it, not be controlled by it. And that's where I think the law of attraction, people are trying to use their mind to then, and then not bothering to reconnect themselves to their body and then trying to draw things in, attract things to feel whole. Whereas the wholeness is actually coming down into your body and fully connecting everything up and realizing that you're part of this 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 kind of harmony that exists with all the other human beings and with all your environment, and all of nature. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. How are we doing for time, Steve? We're doing all right. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, we're doing a bit behind. But how yeah. many minutes left? Are we? A couple of minutes. Got a couple of minutes. Yeah. So, you know, nature is inherently quite seemingly quite chaotic on the surface. So, if we're trapped in our in our thinking levels and we're not embodying, we, we start to feel really unsafe and we don't see the deeper systems and the deeper intelligence of nature. So in essence, the law of attraction helps us to return to our bodies and tune into this deeper law that's happening all around us. Um, and so it's, it helps us to see the relational way that we all exist and that brings opportunities that we wouldn't have seen if we were just trapped in our logical sort of thinking separative minds and you see a lot of people's goods you know the bacteria our, our colon our bowels are blocked are out of sync or out of balance and actually that's where you generate your happiness all the the hormones of happiness come around digesting food and around having a healthy gut bacteria, a gut flora. And so it's things like that can, that can actually make you feel wholeness. And then if you attract from that point, rather than from a mentally deficient point, wanting to attract things to generate happiness, that's outside in. Whereas if you work on your wholeness within, it sounds a bit kind of old fashioned almost, that then brings you to a state of harmony. And my approach to working with clients is often kind of, you could call it mindfulness-based, but it goes way deeper than that and beyond that. And, and mindfulness has been shown to repair all these places within the gut, within the body, to within the brain, and to help repattern and redevelop. It touches all the places where we're damaged, where we're traumatized. So if you take a mindfulness program, if you, if you research that, that's one of the shortest, fastest ways to come back into wholeness, to bring your body back into integrity and therefore back into your attraction state I get that certainly so <clears throat> how long now um, I know because it's a short yeah so just starting to wrap up then um, our ability to sit within ourselves to be at peace to be restful and calm or even dynamic but taking dynamic action from that place of resting is really the, the great mystery of humanity it's where we're lacking it's that death point in in the Taoism they call it the Wu Wei Wu Wei is very much about the, the space between birth and death the chaos so that brings us probably for for the third and final portion that which we'll do in a fortnight's time and we'll go deeper into some of the um, areas of where you can um, come back to your state of wholeness. Okay, that's yeah. brilliant. I, 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 it's great. 
wonderful stuff. Thank you very much indeed, David. Uh, always a pleasure. Look forward to the next uh, bit. I'll get my head around that. And of course, you'll have something up on Facebook anyway, hopefully, won't you? Yes, yes. So get in contact with David Stone through Facebook and also on your website. Yes. Which is... EmbodiedSoulAwakening.com ah. <laughs> EmbodiedSoulAwakening.com Lovely. Uh, I, I nearly got it. All right. Great stuff. Thanks big, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All the best.